As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The World Cup draw is set, and there's a lot to talk about. The United States will face doot-doot-doot-doot Iran, England, and one of Scotland, Wales, or Ukraine in the group stage of the World Cup. Costa Rica would face Spain, Germany, and Japan if they win their playoff against New Zealand. The Athletics U.S. Men's National Team reporter Paul Tenorio joined the Athletics live broadcast from Costa Rica right after the draw. Here is what he had to say. Well, hi there, everyone, and welcome to the Athletic UK HQ here in London, and we are reacting to the World Cup draw, which has finally just finished. And it has served up a fantastic draw with so much interest uh, for the likes of England, the USA, for Canada, for all of the teams in the, in the draw, of course. But we are focusing here on the athletic on the likes of England and the USA. And it just so happens that they are in the same group, Group B. And as you can see, uh, joining me live uh, is Paul Tenorio uh, from The Athletic, our, uh, our US correspondent, um, currently in Costa Rica. We'll explain about that in, in a moment's time. And also Jack Pitt-Brook, who watches England uh, for The Athletic uh, as well. Gents, it's great to have you on board. And First, I'll come to you, Jack, if I may. Um, just in general terms, reaction to the draw for England. If you're just catching up online at the moment, it's England, Iran, USA, and it will be Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine in that final spot uh, in Group B. Uh, Jack, your, your reaction first of, first of all. Well, I think the first thing to say is that this is a good draw for England. This is not as difficult, I think, as some of the draws they might have got. I think the most important thing they had to do was to avoid one of the the very good teams like Germany and the Netherlands from the second pot. They successfully did that. Uh, I certainly think it's an eye-catching draw. You know, England-USA is always an eye-catching game. I think that the USA will probably be a better team than the team that England drew one all with in the 2010 World Cup. They've got a new generation of young players, many of whom play in Europe, who we're all excited to see. So I think that won't be easy, but I think it will be possibly easier than Germany or Holland. Iran, 
a bit of an unknown quantity for England in the sense that England haven't played them recently, or I think even at all. Um, and then the the final team to qualify via the UEFA playoffs, you know, will be very eye-catching, whoever it is. I think, you know, England obviously played Wales at Euro 2016, and they have some very good players as well. Equally, Scotland and Ukraine will be difficult sides. But overall, Adam, I think this is not as hard a group as England might have got. Well, let's let's throw that straight to to Paul from the from the US side of things. How do you view the prospect of England, Iran, and obviously we have that unknown in that in that final in that final spot in in Group B. But um, first and foremost, coming up against England, memories of 2010, maybe even memories way back of 1950 as well. Who knows? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, certainly I would agree with what Jack said as far as England's perspective. I mean, the US is a growing team. They are the youngest team by average age to have qualified for this World Cup by two years. And so while they have plenty of talent, much of it is still unproven, certainly on a stage this big. There will be very few players on this roster who have played in a World Cup tournament, even Christian Pulisic, because the U.S. missed out on the World Cup four years ago. This will be his first chance on such a grand stage. So it, it's it's a I, I agree that it's a good draw when I look at the rest of the group. And I think of the of the pot one teams, you know, England and the U.S. familiarity with those players, you know, probably they feel better about that than facing France or Brazil. But, um, you know, it, it's 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 a draw with a lot of political connotations as well for the U.S. And, and sorry if my Wi-Fi is shaky. As you mentioned earlier, I'm in Costa Rica doing my best here from Central America. No, absolutely. No, it's, it's spot on at the moment. I wanted to ask you another question on that. I mean, in terms of the memories of, of 2010, um, Obviously, it was interesting watching on social media that uh, Rob Green, when USA uh, and uh, England were, were pitted up against each other, I think he just posted a set of eyes going, <laughs> I remember, he remembers that well. I mean, how fond are the memories of, of that game? And it was Clint Dempsey who equalized, wasn't it, after Steven Gerrard had put England ahead? I have a feeling, first of all, that Rob Green's agent's going to be busy in the next few months yeah. <laughs> uh, fielding calls from the likes of us, by the way. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think the U.S. relish the chance to play against England. They enjoy it. You know, there is a little bit of a, especially in, when we're talking about football, a big brother, little brother effect here where, you know, England says, listen, you were you were our colony and we are a better footballing nation than you are. And I think there's because so many people in this country grow up watching the Premier League, there is going to be a huge amount of information that the fans already know about the England team. And so it's not just the memories of 2010. It's that for, for many, many American fans, these are the players that they're most familiar with on the, the English national team. And so there are going to be not split loyalties at all, but certainly there's going to be more familiarity, I think, than there would be with some of the other teams. And I think also because of that familiarity, both the good and the bad, more of a belief that, hey, we could beat this team. You know, this this player is not so good that we can't you know, overcome them and and because of the familiarity within the U.S. side, I mean, a player like Christian Pulisic at Chelsea or even Anthony Robinson at Fulham, Eunice Musa, who grew up playing in Arsenal, they're not going to be afraid of some of the kids that they grew up playing with at the youth level for England. And I think that helps for a younger team. There's, there's a, a perspective um, that young teams do better in these tournaments, partly because they don't know what to be afraid of. They don't know to feel nervous. And I think drawing England... And having those connections within the fan base, having those connections within the actual teams is uh, adds a little bit to that advantage and that it kind of decreases that fear factor. Whereas 
you know, for me going into this draw, I thought the U.S. would have been really in trouble if they had drawn Brazil or France out of pot one that I think would have been teams that could absolutely overwhelm them on every level. I think there may be at least an early mental victory for some of the players in the U.S. And even because of the result that happened in 2010, that, that you can look back and say, yes, the U.S. can get a result against England at the World Cup. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Uh, stay there, Paul, because I do want to ask you about Costa Rica and, and just a little bit of background on that, because obviously we want to, get, we want to tick a lot of the different boxes in, in all the groups uh, from A to, to H on this, uh, on this reaction show. Uh, Jack, from your point of view, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. England always do, so let's do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But have you been plotting the route to the final already? Have you been seeing what's what's what? <laughs> Honestly, Adam, I have been taking a look. I have been taking a look. <laughs> okay. So the good news is that if England win Group B, they would face the runners-up from Group A. Group A is mm-hmm. the group in which Qatar are the seeds. So it's not it's not an especially strong group. Uh, so we're looking Netherlands or ne- Netherlands or yeah. Senegal, yeah. The Netherlands are clearly the strongest team in that group. I think Senegal also a fantastic team, brilliant players, won the African Nations Cup, beat Egypt on penalties on Tuesday night to qualify for this World Cup. So, you know, let's say hypothetically Holland win that group, Senegal a second. England, I think, would have a a difficult game against Senegal, but not an impossible game uh, in that last 16 tie. The other teams in that group, of course, being Qatar and Ecuador. Where it gets tough is that England in the quarterfinals, I think, would be, assuming that France win Group D, would play France. Uh, Obviously, the reigning World Cup holders, they slightly underperformed, I think, a little bit in the Euros, given the players that they had. But that would be a really tough game. You know, England have... England have got a bit better in the last few years in big in big games against big teams. They've beaten Spain a few times. They obviously beat Germany in the Euros at Wembley last summer. But playing France in a World Cup quarterfinal in Qatar, I think that would be the... If it happened, that would be the hardest game of Gareth Southgate's tenure if England were to get there. And then beyond that, Adam, well, they're in the same half as Belgium and Portugal, assuming that is that Belgium and Portugal win their groups. Honestly, I think France are a better team than Belgium or Portugal. I think I think both Belgium and Portugal are slightly past their peak as teams. I think they're slightly old now. So I would actually... You know, with with my England hat on, I would worry less about that game than I would about the quarterfinal with France. Okay, we have gone really quite quite far ahead of ourselves, but I do like the uh, the, the positivity. We and always that's what do. It's always like. We that's always what it's do. All about. Of course we do. Of course we do. I, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I just wanted to to speak to you, Paul, about about Costa Rica because obviously their their place is is not guaranteed at this at this World Cup in terms of the the reaction to the draw. Um, where you are and the the, yeah. the potentials, 
just just sort of give us the temperature of what it, what it's like there right now. Well, there was a, a moment of pause, I think, as the group started to shake out and they were looking around and saying, oh, I think we're going to end up with, with Spain and Germany. Yeah. And you, you could sense the, the attitude that start to change. Now, this is a Costa Rican team right now in, in this country, very positive around this team. They took 19 of their final 21 points in CONCACAF qualifying to move into that fourth position. They did so by essentially leaning heavily on their domestic league and bringing some young 19, 18, 19, 20-year-olds into the squad finally and, and integrating new faces. And so there's a lot of positive energy around this team. There was a transition moment too, recognizing that they were up against Spain and Germany to remember what the group looked like in 2014 in Brazil when they made their run. That was also the group of death for Costa Rica and yet they emerged from the group and made their run. So there was almost like a change of mentality. Of course, you know, here in Costa Rica, where my father's from, the Ticos are known for the saying Pura Vida, uh, very positive country, very optimistic country. So very quickly, they transitioned to the optimism of, we got out of a group of death once before and advanced all the way to the quarterfinals. Why not again, uh, this time vanquishing, vanquishing bigger countries like Germany and Spain, but certainly not the ideal draw for the Costa Ricans. Absolutely. Absolutely. Paul, look, we really appreciate your time. Um, enjoy your time in, in Costa Rica. And we will uh, see you in Qatar in Group B for uh, England against uh, USA. I'm very much looking forward to it. You can read more World Cup draw coverage from Paul Tenorio and Sam Stasekel on the United States, Joshua Cloak on Canada, Felipe Cardenas on Mexico, and all of our great reporters in the U.S. and abroad on The Athletic. You can subscribe to The Athletic for $1 a month for six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. We'll be back later with our usual weekend preview. Talk to you soon. The World Cup is almost here. <laughs>